Hello and welcome to a brand new installment of Nintendo News Report on this Nintendo Switch launch spectacular March 3rd, 2017. I'm Alex, joined today by a full panel, the first in several weeks. Let's just go right, left from right, left to right. Let's talk about Nintendo Switch. Site director Neil Ronahan, how you doing? Hi, everybody. It's show me your Switch. I know we all have it in our hands preparing I mean, to show it to I have, I have my uh I have my pro controller. Um get oh, this. Nice. That's, yeah, uh, if you're gonna if you're gonna play on Switch, get a pro controller. It's a really good controller. Um and it's I don't hate the Joy-Con, but this is far superior to it in basically every way. I'm gonna get one as soon as I find one. That'll I'll go into that. We yeah. are it's my recommendation. Also joined by news editor Donald Othello Terrio. How you doing, man? Uh, well, this last seven days has driven me to drink on several different occasions, including the fact that my aunt passed away last Saturday, and today was her funeral, and I couldn't go because, well, I had to buy this thing. I'm sorry, Donald. It's. Uh, I, I was going to to keep it light and say it's always darkest before the dawn, but it's uh, Nintendo Switch came out, and we're here with you, Donald. That, that's all I gotta say. Yeah, you are oh, Satsuna. <laughs> yeah, it, it is kind of you know pianoy and snowy right now. Also, my mic hybrid. I'm not, seriously, I'm very sorry about your aunt. Yeah. Okay, we are we are very sorry, Donald. You know, Nintendo News Report and its hosts are always here for you, of course. Zachary Miller from Alaska. How are you doing, Hi. Zachary Miller from Alaska? I'm, Show I'm me your right. switch. Show me it. Show me it. Zach, not your penis. Okay, cool. You just have the tablet right now? Yeah. Well, and this. So, are there any games that you can play with the Joy-Cons disconnected that you just have the tablet out? Yeah. Yeah, you Yeah. Like, like everyone. No, yeah. no, 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 no. I mean, the Joy-Cons are completely disconnected. You're left with the the uh, Kindle Fire-looking thing, and you just the, have the uh, touchscreen. Oh, um, uh, uh, Voyez or whatever. It's out in Europe and Japan. It's coming out in North America on March 9th, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a rhythm game that apparently uh, was received very well on mobile. And Oh, great. Yeah, that says a lot. Uh, yeah, I mean, we should have a review of it soon. We have a European code, and because of the secret, well, maybe not even the secret, the coolest thing about <laughs> Switch, uh, you just make another, make, I just made a European account. While we were I talking. Have a Japanese account. I have an American account. I can get every game from every region. I think, Donald, you even made an Australian account. I, it, Unless you want to pay more for games, I don't really understand the purpose of that, but cool. Uh, it's mainly so I can check their eShops for download articles, but yeah, I have six accounts. <laughs> Yeah, I have, oh I have four. One yeah. of them was my Zelda burner during the review process because you could only have one save file of Zelda per account. Oh. And I had to record early footage, so I just made an account named Zelda. <laughs> um, yeah. So I got four. I got four accounts. Alex, how many accounts do you have? I have three. I kept it nice and clean. I have my Alex account in America. I have American my. Alex. American Alex, I have Japan, and I have Europe. So I, I keep three counts for all the games I need. The Europe one is just in case. The Japanese one allowed me to download Dragon Quest Heroes 1 and 2 demo and the Puyo Puyo Tetris demo. And my first 
praise of the Switch will be that it is the most region-free-ass, region-free console of all time. Specifically in regards to how on the PlayStation 3 and PlayStation 4, it feels like you have to trick the system in order yeah. to go region-free. Yeah. On Nintendo Switch, you can keep it in whatever language you want. It's, and you can just do it. Yeah, it's just it's almost like they don't care. And it's great. <laughs> because like yeah, the only like once you have the accounts made, which you can uh you can look on we, we just posted an article written by Donald um that details the process of making an account for a different region. Uh basically the trick is is you, you need to pick a location that your fake account lives in and you need to have a separate email address. That's all you need to know. Uh, but you make those accounts, and it's just like if you were to go into the eShop and you wanted to see the Japanese eShop, you have to, when it prompts you to pick a user, pick your Japanese user. Like, that's that's all it is. It's so Easy. clean. It's This system, for whatever nagging criticisms people have, this is one of the cleanest video game systems I have ever played on. It's just so straight and to the point, it almost feels like an Android device. Yeah, well, no, I mean, it's it's so, yeah. like, the UI is so sleek. It's very no-nonsense, and I appreciate it's that. It's very non-Nintendo in a lot of ways. I, yeah, it, It's amazing that I'm able to do this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, someone, well, Santiago316, asked in the chat, does the Japanese Dragon Quest Heroes have an English text option? No, it does not. The story is not important. You can um, still it's see a fun, what the game plays out like. Yeah, no, no. It's a it's a it's a pretty it's like I don't I don't read a lick of Japanese. Um and I played through that demo and had a really good time. Yeah. Uh, it's just like hit a bunch of buttons, you'll figure out what things do, and, and <laughs> you can so in Dragon Quest Heroes one and two, uh oh. they use the HD rumble to so like like the it's it's a really subtle dumb effect, which I think just explains HD rumble in general. But mm, like yeah. If you're attacking a slime and you hit it, it's it like it's supposed to like feel like you're like cutting through jelly, and there's a golem that you fight later on, and that's supposed to feel like you're hitting rock, and it's yeah. just like this. It's it's like a weird sensation. I still haven't really wrapped my head around HD Rumble. Yeah, I you could say that about most things on this system. Where I'm pretty sure I love almost everything about it, but I have not quite wrapped my head around it yet or what it is or what its merits are or what its weaknesses are yet. Because I play Zelda on the handheld and there is a tiny bit of slowdown, but it's mostly as good as it is on the TV. Like the slowdown is no better on the TV than it is on the Switch uh, handheld itself. But then I play Dragon Quest Heroes and it's not a nightmare on handheld mode, but it's definitely really chugging along. Mm. And I don't know if you noticed these kinds of inconsistencies between Switch games and your experiences. I mean, you, you've played more Switch games than any of us, Neil. Yeah. Um, I didn't have I really only had access to Zelda for the majority of the, the pre-release review time. Uh, but I did, I did take off of work yesterday and just huh. basically, I, I, according to my, my parental controls app that I have on my phone, I played about 12 hours of Switch yesterday. <laughs> Although some of that, some of that was totally idle time because there was time spent where it was just that, like, I'd have the menu up and I'd go do something else and then come back and you know make another account as yeah. you do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but. Day one. I mean, Neil, it's like day nine, day ten, day seven, day eight. But <laughs> day one for everyone. 
what are you guys thinking about the Switch right now? Are are you happy about? with it? Are, Zach, are you happy with the Nintendo Switch so far on day one? I'm real happy with it. Yeah, me too. I took it to work and played at lunch. Yeah, it's, really it's good for that. <laughs> yeah. It's it's so clean. It's the it's the most un-Nintendo Nintendo system of all time. And you can tell that even though it seems rushed in a lot of ways, they're swinging for the fences and others. Because the Switch thing works where you, where you dock it into the TV and then you take it out mm-hmm. of the dock. It's seamless and it's perfect. The region free stuff is perfect. The control scheme, I don't know what I think of it yet because it's it's got that new console feeling where you're trying to figure out where all the buttons are, which made Zelda kind of hard to play for the first couple hours because I'm still trying to get a feel for the Joy-Con grip. But the UI, everything else, it's clean and not a pain in the ass in a way a Nintendo system has not been since Nintendo system started having UIs. Yeah, I mean, I like, compared to compared to early Wii U, like, oh man. Compared this, to late this, Wii U, this is life-changing. Yeah. Well, you know, I, it's funny you say that because right before we got on, I uh, was checking the Wii U for updates for Shantae and Shovel Knight. Uh, neither one of them had updates, which is odd. But um, the, sh- the Shovel Knight that, one's not going to be till next month for yeah. Not, um, which is the so. Switch, the Switch update uh, that was that's the only place Specter Knight's going to be playable until April. Oh, okay. Like well, Shantae Sh- should have a hard mode right now. But but anyway, uh, just navigating the Wii U's menu compared to this thing is kind of a nightmare. We're Way too many icons. Yeah, we're going to be talking about this more in the future. But the Wii U is such a hot and cold system. In certain moments, you're actually having a really good time when you're on the eShop and you're looking at the DS and the Wii and the GBA Virtual Console and you're like, look at all these import games and hidden gems that yeah. Nintendo <laughs> put on this otherwise limited system. But then at other times, you look at the TV logo that doesn't work, the TV button that doesn't work. That they disabled. <laughs> It's disabled. You got the Fisher Price tablet of a controller. You got the the touchscreen, which does not feel good. You, it's it's clunky. The UI is clunky. You got right. Wara Wara Plaza, which is a piece of shit. <laughs> we're going to put the Wii U to bed next week at PAX East. Um, oh, yeah. So let's talk about the Switch now. Because we're not going to have a platform to do that. There's a lot to say about the Switch, and there's so little to say about the Switch because it's such a bare-bones system. Not in a bad way. way. It's bare-bones by by design. It's It's a no-nonsense system, I think is a better term. Because bare-bones, like, I know... Sure. There there are things about it that came in hot. Like, that that eShop update and everything. Basically, like, the system was, for, for me in the review process, it was just a Zelda machine for most of it. Because right. there was nothing else you could do. It was you could play Zelda. The online stuff wasn't up. That came in really, really hot. Um, as in, like, the system launched in Australia, and then the eShop went live. Like, that was... <laughs> it launched somewhere, and that's when the eShop went up. Um, so it came in hot in that regard, but what the system is, it's just a thing to play games on. Like, that's... Right. I, I feel like, more and more, I feel like the the lack of Netflix and YouTube and all those kind of apps, like, I, that was deliberate. Like, that was purposeful because this system is supposed to be just about playing games. And that might not be what people want. Uh, I guess we'll kind of find out. I think I think because of the, 
the high profile of Zelda and the, the critical success that that game has already seen, um, we might not really find out the true value of the Switch for a long time because it's going to be overwhelmed by having one of the most critically acclaimed games since like Grand Theft Auto 4 on the system. The most critically acclaimed game since Grand Theft Auto 4. Yeah. Uh-huh. I think if you're going to phys- philosophically talk about the merits of the Nintendo Switch, I actually would not start at Netflix because Netflix, it's maybe they had, but maybe it is just coming in hot. I don't know. The two points I would say where the Switch philosophically succeeds is because it's both a handheld and a console, like on, on your home, it's a home console and a handheld hybrid, it actually does more to give us a wider price range and scope of games than I think any other system we've ever had. Like, the PS4, sure, games $1 to $60 and beyond, like they were saying in the original pitch. But because the Switch is physically a handheld, you're getting games that are getting box releases at $40 that are handheld scale. You're also getting games that are $60 in console scale. You're getting games that are less expensive than that, and you're getting games that are more expensive than that. And what I about think, what about games that are fifty dollars and wildly disappointing? Uh, every console <laughs> launch has that. Every console <laughs> launch will have that. Whatever. All right, all right. Let's, let's, let's look some bets. How long is it going to take for Super Bomberman R to be ten dollars <laughs> in a bargain? Bin? And that's when I'll buy it. Four weeks. <laughs> Four weeks. I'd say five dollars a week. Ooh, damn. Yeah. Yeah, $5 a week down to $30, and then it's going to take a while to get down to $20. I, 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 think, I think before E3, you'll be able to uh, go into a store or hop on Amazon and get Super Bomberman R brand new for $20. Bucks. I believe that. Um, and also, uh, and I guess I, I'm crapping on Super Bomberman R. That's more because that game has been kind of disappointing for me. I haven't really gotten to play online multiplayer yet, which, hey, if you're watching this, stick around. Um, I'm probably going to stream playing online multiplayer in Super Bomberman R because I would like to play that game in multiplayer. Uh, I've only played a single <laughs> player, which is really disappointing. Yeah. Um, okay, yeah, so... It's a Bomberman game. They've never had strong single player. Um, so I'm shitting on Super Bomberman R. Uh, it might be a worthwhile shitting, but I need to see <laughs> the online multiplayer before I fully damn it. It's still overpriced at 50 bucks. Yeah. RK says, actually, I would say, talking about Zelda, actually, I would say most critically acclaimed games since Mario Galaxy 2. Actually, most critically acclaimed games since Grand Theft Auto 4. That is not speaking to the personal quality of the game. That is saying, look at how crazy the Metacritic for Grand Theft Auto 4 say, is. It's Grand like a 98-99. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I was going to say, I, I was trying to think of, Grand Theft Auto 4 was like 08, right? Yeah, it was 2008. It was like that's April. also. I will. I will also say that to uh, to to um, whoever I'm looking to see who said to RK who said that. Um, that's why I said one of the most critically acclaimed games since then because I was like, I think Galaxy Two also had a crazy high Metacritic. Oh really? I, yeah. I assumed it was just the original Galaxy, but no, 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 no the original. I think both of those both of those had like high 90s Metacritics. Where, where's the NFC reader on this thing? It's the, <laughs> it's, it's the analog stick. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. Nothing, nothing's happening. Uh, that's because the NFC reader on the Joy-Con is kind of junk. Uh, <laughs> um, like this is why, like all my embargoes are up. I'm free balling it now. I don't know which end I'm gonna come out. Um, 
I know, like the the NFC reader on that stupid little Joy-Con. Like, I where else are you gonna put it on that? Like, I get yeah. why it's on the analog stick, but it's so frustrating to use. And uh, as I detail in my Skylanders Imaginators review, which will probably go up either after all this stuff tonight or tomorrow morning. Um, with that, oh, you yeah. need to hold the Skylander above oh. the analog stick, <coughs> and like that's not a good. That's not a good thing. And I spent a lot of time in Zelda trying to just like put the the amiibo on the analog stick, and then like the camera just goes all funky because I have to like push in the analog stick. Yeah, it's I just I just got it to work, but yeah, that took way too much effort. Yeah. So philosophically, one allows for way more mid-price handheld games on an otherwise home console system. The other thing is that it is the most open region console that we've ever had, as I was saying earlier. It's it's not like the Vita where you have to switch memory cards. It's not like the PS4 where you have to learn Japanese and watch a YouTube video. It's not like the Xbox One, which is a little better but still a pain in the ass, and it doesn't even matter because it's the Xbox One and there's not much exclusive <laughs> Japanese stuff over there. It's uh, I'm, I'm really excited to see the double-digit uh, sales numbers in Japan this week. Uh, so I would say the Switch is the most flawlessly realized region-free implementation probably in any console that's happened yet, though it all it, depends it, on what software gets supported. Because I would say, like, the Game Boy was a pretty good region-free console. Sure. Because just you could put anything in there and it worked. Modern but you didn't have it specification. It's, since consoles were what consoles are now, like yeah. 15 years ago, or, well, closer to 12, 13 years ago. But yeah, those are the two points where I think the Switch really nails it. Can I talk about my nightmare of an experience at Best Buy? Sure. Okay. Uh, So I pre-ordered this thing the day after the conference, which is when pre-orders went up. Physically went to the store, gave them $300. And they could only, at that time, only pre-order the gray system, which was dumb. But they said, well, call back in a month and, or, you know, call back and when we have the neon ones, we'll swap it for you. I said, okay. So I called back when they had neon ones and I said, can I swap it? And they said, well, pre-orders have closed. I said, okay. So the woman said, well, just come to the midnight uh, launch and we'll swap it at the counter. I said, okay. So I go over there last night way past my bedtime. I'm cranky and tired. The line is super long. Thankfully, it's inside. Uh, finally get up there at like 1230. And I said, I told him what, you know, I was told on the phone. And the guy's like, well, we can only give neon switches to people who pre-ordered the neon switches. And I said, but, but you couldn't pre-order a neon switch for me. And I was told you could swap it now. And he said, we only have a limited number. I'm sorry. So I bought this one, and I'm not shopping at Best Buy ever again. <laughs> it's funny is I, I I bought my spare set of Joy-Con and my second AC adapter at Best Buy today. Yeah, every, everything else at Best like seriously every other thing. By the time I got in there, people had already taken. So was... there was some there was some single Joy Cons that were gray, and uh, some. Uh, some Babakin amiibos. Uh, I was I was shocked when I, I went to I went to Best Buy during my lunch today at work just because I did, I figured it wouldn't be that hard to just get a, I wanted to get an AC adapter and a spare set of Joy-Con. 
I wound up oh, walking yeah. out of there with with two amiibo as well. Um, <laughs> that wasn't my intention, but I went there and they still had systems in stock. Really? Which was surprising. That's like, weird. I mean, up in, up in North Jersey, like that's it's a packed area, uh, and I'm pretty in that Best Buy had a midnight launch and everything. And I uh, I wound up finding on Twitter people people talking about the Best Buy that's actually like it's like 20 minutes away from where I live, and um, it was just like someone retweeting launch stuff, and they're like, oh, it's the Princeton Best Buy. So I went and looked on Twitter, people talking about that, and they like apparently that Best Buy had like a hundred systems. Oh shit. Um, and I think like someone was saying that like they were one of the last people online and there was still like 10 left. Really? Wow. Zach, but... here's, here's my question for you. Why? I mean, your customer experience is valid, yada, 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 all that. But why didn't you just wait to get the red and blue joy cons that are on sale and then just click them in? Cause I don't want to pay $80 for controllers. I'm not going to use. Sure. I, I, I guess the reason why I'm saying that is my Best Buy experience was I watched the Switch presentation. I waited for Best Buy pre-orders to go live. I pre-ordered the gray one, which is the one I want because it, it doesn't look like a mess. And then <clears throat> it shipped to my house and I got it at about 1 p.m. on today, Friday. And then I've been playing Zelda and now I'm happy. <laughs> I don't know why people don't just have their launch day experiences online. It's well, way I, easier. I, no, 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 no. Uh, Alex, I can tell you why. There's a lot of people that did that on Amazon. They're not getting their systems until next week. Really? Yeah. That's that is exactly like I, I mean I think there's a case to be made for both of them, but when you pre-order like like Amazon dropped the ball here. It seemed like there were like I've seen a lot of reports of people that they're not getting a system until Monday. That um, sucks. And they, and and I would like most of these people are are saying that they pre-ordered it as early as they could, and it was just yeah. apparently I think I think I think the word was like Amazon only got their stock in yesterday or something crazy Oof. like that. I mean, I will say that I don't mind the gray one; I, it looks fine. But what pisses me off is that Best Buy did a shitty what? thing. Yeah, they lied to no, you. no, yeah, that's uh, I mean that's bad customer service. Yeah. That, that's I, I, and I, and also, improper communication between customer service. People should have like wrote your name down and figured uh-huh. shit out for you. But what were you saying, Neil? Um, I have to say, just Alex, you talking about um, you know, take, having your your pre order experience online. Um, I I don't really have the urge to like wait overnight outside of a Target like I did back in two thousand six for the damn Wii, um, or or waiting outside of Best Buy like I did for the Xbox three hundred and sixty the year before. And then waited outside of Best Buy like a month later because I was in high school and didn't have anything better to do. And one of my friends wanted to get a 360. <laughs> um, like, I don't want to do that ever again. <laughs> but, yeah, no. But, but at the either. same time, like, I, I do kind of like that communal experience of going um, to, like, a place that, where you're picking up a pre-order. Um, I actually did that for... <laughs> there's a GameStop, um, like, right down the road from me. I was actually trying to pre-order a Pro Controller there, but I was not able to. I went there for a midnight. I've I've gone there for uh, midnight launches for like Madden. Um, I picked up Yokai Watch at a midnight launch for a Call of Duty game. <laughs> just a good time, and uh, and then I went there for the Smash Brothers midnight launch, and like those were just those were really fun experiences. Like especially the Smash Brothers one because it was just people like kind of hanging out playing Smash Brothers on 3DS, waiting for midnight to happen. 
I agree it's worth doing once. I, I guess given my circumstances, I did the 3DS launch on day one, like during the day. I got to be there when everyone was so excited. And then for the Wii U, for the PS4, for the uh, Nintendo Switch, I just let it come to my house. And I've been a-okay. Yeah. Although some people like Justin Fox say, I'm one of those people whose Switch is delayed. So I'm sorry, man. Condolences. Okay, I, I don't think there's much more we can say about the system right now. It seems like we all like it, given the circumstances. Neil, as someone who's been able to play with it for seven, eight days, do you have any thoughts that vary from anything we've said so far? Um, I really like the system, and I like the potential that it has. Uh, it fits well with how I play games. Um, I've kind of noticed over the past couple of years that like the systems that I play most frequently are the 3DS and the Vita. Uh, the Vita's kind of fallen off... Um, I mean, it, it fell off in general in the world. Yeah. Um, there was a long stretch of time where I had no idea where my Vita was. I found it recently. <laughs> that was cool. Uh, sorry, Donald. I know that. Did, did you wind up finding yours or no? No. I'm, I'm very sorry. Uh, I'm very we, close to planning. At the, at the Wii Eulogy, we will pour one out for your Vita. <laughs> I'm very um, close to platinuming a uh, Senran game on the Vita. So, but uh, but no, like the 3DS and the Vita were the two systems that I predominantly played the most, and the Switch is that kind of system with the added bonus of if I'm playing Zelda on the go and I'm like, oh, like I'm near a big boss, I can throw it on the TV and watch it in HD splendor, uh, mm-hmm. or like, oh, here's this cool multiplayer game, I can just throw it on the TV and play some snipper clips with my wife, like. Uh, and then I can I can you know sit with it on the couch um, and just play with it handheld. Like I I like that flexibility and that that's been great experiencing it for the past week or so. Um, playing Zelda basically anywhere I wanted to. Um, mm. And the battery life does kind of suck, uh, but I think as time goes on and USB C becomes a more prevalent standard. Uh, that mm-hmm. the like that because right now, unless you have an AC adapter for the switch, uh, you can't really charge that thing effectively any other way. Yeah, unless you have like a power bank that could fucking run a jet engine. Like <laughs> uh, the the switch demands a lot of power, uh, but I think once again, as time develops, like it's almost like switch was made to be future proofed in a weird way. Like how the uh, the the micro SD cards uh, support a standard that's not even out yet. Uh, much like that, the USB-C isn't really a, a widely available. It, it's not. It's not a predominant uh, method for for charging and stuff. But Nintendo's using it, and right now it's frustrating. But I think it will hopefully in the future not be as frustrating. Sure. Let's move on. We've been talking about uh, this console for for quite a bit of time, and we will continue to talk about it. But I want to talk about Zelda a little bit. Because that's the fat launch game that came out. It is one of the biggest reviewed games of all time. People are calling it breathtaking masterpiece. Uh, best Zelda game. One of the best games of all time. You can see As they the- say about every Zelda game that comes out. That's what they say about like three games a year now. It's- yeah, yeah. Um, People said it about Horizon a couple weeks ago. People will probably say it about Mass Effect in a couple weeks. Oh my god, I want Horizon so people bad. People said that about... Uh, what, what did they say that about last year? I'm trying to think. What, what was the big obvious game that came out uh, last some people, year? Some people said that The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild soars in a variety of incredible ways. And that it truly recaptures the distinct essence of the original Zelda game on NES in a way that feels warm and familiar, but also exciting and new. Who's that? 
That was Neil. Oh, that was. Oh, oh yeah, you can read Neil's review. <laughs> I haven't read it because I didn't want to be spoiled. I haven't read it either. What I can speak to is the few hours I've played. And Donald does not have it yet. He's not going to have it for a little bit of time because of uh, messy Donald situations. And uh, we, More Zach. Than one. Yeah. And Zach, you have, uh, you've, you've played only a few minutes. Yeah, I played till you get out of the introductory room, and then we had to do our show. Okay, so I played this video game from about 1.30, 2pm to 5pm, so I got a good 2-3 hours. And I got through the end of that introductory map area. So the Great like, Plateau. The Great Plateau. Nice. I don't know what I think about it yet, because... There's a lot of things I see, and I don't know if they're things that I don't like or things that are happening because I'm still limited in what I can do in the game or because the game is still about to open up. Like, like I don't have a good feel for the world yet, and I, I can tell I've never played a game like this before. But the one thing I can sense is that the sense of freedom in this game is unreal. That's the one it's crazy because here's here's what i noticed now that i've seen the comparisons to the original legend of zelda and i can go into the game with that in my uh, I'm head gonna, i'm gonna interrupt quickly someone said please no spoilers in the chat so let's okay oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. i'm not gonna no, very no plainly story here stuff. there will be outside of like talking about that it's a game and here's some of the gameplay <laughs> mechanics we're not talking about any zelda spoilers the very broad very yes. broad yeah, it's, it's. I'm just gonna be talking about the mechanics, kind of. And if there's anything that I'm worried about, I'm the most sensitive person yeah. to spoilers in the world. I will tell you, cover your ears for 30 seconds and make sure we talk about what we need to talk about over the 30 seconds. So you're if, good. If, if you want to see, if if you want to be spoiled in Zelda, uh, I did. I did some streams the past two days where we do some things. <laughs> it's a good time. We like this. We found the Switch shirt. <laughs> Having played the original <laughs> Zelda and seeing the comparisons play out, this game is so original Legend of Zelda in the sense that you go out and you're in a field with no context whatsoever when you go into the trials and then you get these two lines of dialogue and you're like, that's vague in a way that the original Zelda game was. And you have a sense of scale where you can clearly go places where it's way harder and you shouldn't be yet but you can go there if you want, or you can follow the game's path. Like, it gives you just enough direction so you never feel lost, but it still gives you the ability to be like, yo, here's this skull house, what, what's in here? Or here's this glowy shit, what's in here? And there, there's a lot of mechanical stuff I'm not sure if is problematic yet. Uh, like, 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 like what? The game is moving at a little bit of a crawl right now because several things. One, my stamina is is very limited, which I know improves later. Mm -hmm. Two, the climbing is a pain in the ass, which I'm guessing probably improves slightly as I get more stamina plus other stuff. Going um, down... I'll, I'll just say with the stamina thing... Um... Find uh, like stamina mushrooms and like stamina fish and stuff, and and make some good stamina meals. Right. Um, and that's that's I mean that's a recommendation that goes across the board. Is that like if if you're not having a good time in a cold area 
or you know you're losing a lot of hearts or you're running out of stamina uh go out of your way to try to make really awesome meals that can kind of help you know pick up the slack there i haven't uh, I, I was having out. that i was having that same trouble as you with the stamina meter early on where it was just like kind of frustrating and and like i just felt so limited and mm-hmm. then i just like stumbled upon like i think i like i just got it randomly somewhere a meal that boosted my stamina and because with those like it might be a little might just give you a little bonus stamina but it also like refills your entire meter as well huh. um and that can be really helpful to kind of mitigate that before you you know build up your stamina meter and then you get to a point where like you're just jumping all over the place on mountains and it's fun here's one thing that's confusing to me I went to one of the cold places because one of the first places you have to go to is a cold location. And yeah. I had the peppers, except I tried using the peppers after I got cold and they had no effect whatsoever. So I just had to keep using them as a healing thing as I as I went to the shrine I needed to go to. And I have not solved the problem of recovering in cold temperature yet. There's a really obtuse clue for um, how to make something to prevent that on the great plateau that I actually, I did what you did when I, when I played it initially um, where I just was just like, all right, I got all this, I got all this fruit and stuff. I'm just going to eat this. And whenever I lose hearts, mm. I do you cook at the fires. Yeah. Okay, cool. But overall, if you want to hear Neil's thoughts of the game, he loves it. Uh, but you, you can, you can read his review, Nintendo world report.com. There's I also have... a video review and a lot of videos. Exactly. And I'll stream it. Do you want me to stream Zelda? I'll do it. It's fun. I I mean, you're going to stream Zelda. I know for a fact you're streaming Zelda very soon. (laughs) You should should stream 1-2-Switch. Can you really do that, though? Um, It'll just be a blank TV. (laughs) Just a voice. Just a voice. Me being like, guys, uh, I'm playing by myself. I don't get it. I also don't have a good sense of the world and diversity of content yet because... A lot of what I've been doing is okay. Here are the what? What, what are the Moblin-looking guys? Or not Moblin, but the ones that aren't the bones but have a similar name to the guys with the bones, like the Stalfos. The the one who has an amiibo, the Bokoblins. Yeah, Bokoblins. Bokoblins. Okay, it's like okay. Here's a Bokoblin camp. There's the chest. Here's the barrel that's at every other one, but not at every single one. Here's how I handle this. Here's the stealth. And then, okay, I solve that. Here's a cave where there's going to be a chest with a weapon in it that I don't really need, but sometimes I'll need it, and that's cool. And then I don't have a sense for the world, whether it's just a bunch of shit, like, just on a map, or if there's an actual world-like feeling to it yet. I just And that's not a criticism. That's just I haven't played yeah, enough of the game. To get the feel of the massive world, I will say, and and maybe you'll realize this as you play it, like that that uh, there's like so many different ways you can approach every combat situation. So like from your angle, you might be going into it and being like, "Oh, here's a very clear route," but there's there's so many different ways you can attack it. There was one I stumbled in, I stumbled into a really hard area pretty early on, mm-hmm. um. And I just got, I was, I kept on dying, but I was very stubborn and I wanted to figure it out. And I wound up like attempting all these different ways of like sticking in there, throwing in a bomb or like shooting an arrow that knocked down some fire and stuff like that. And it was just, it was, it was crazy how many different ways I could approach it and, you know, kind of find success in each way. It still died because I had like three hearts in an area where it's overwhelmed by pretty hard enemies. Yeah. But it like, there's, 
there's so many ways you can approach things. And I don't know if you messed around with like using the stasis rune or the magnesis rune to like uh, mess a up, little mess bit, up not really. Ones. Like it's it's pretty good when like you get like a metal door or something and just hold it over a camp of bokoblins and just and just and smack just the shit out, out of them. And they just they all die instantly. Yeah. Or or when you just shoot an arrow into one of those skull things and blow up, where you get bomb arrows at one point. <laughs> And you shoot, just shoot one into there, and you just see the entire skull engulfed in flames. <laughs> it's so, it's so much fun. I'm. Yeah, Zelda's great. Yes, it's Zelda. See, here's what I can say about Zelda from two, three hours in. I can tell I'm playing a video game that has never been made before. Like this is a clearly an original video game that did not exist before 2017 and nothing really like this game has existed before 2017. Like I was thinking I would see a lot of metal gear or Witcher, but it's not like those at all. It's an open world, but it's not that kind of open world. And it uses an open world in different ways than any other open world I've ever seen. Like it plays with the sandbox stuff differently than ways I've ever seen. And I did hit a moment where I was like, I don't know how much I like this game to I'm in. I want to see this for hours and hours. I'm not going to say anything about what it is, but Neil, you're going to know what I'm talking about. There's a very specific story beat that comes unexpected when you get a much greater sense of what the world is. Do you know what I'm talking about? And that changed my whole perspective of the game. Like I saw a very specific scene, which I'm not going to say anything about. And I'm like, this game is not fucking around. That's all I'll say is yeah. like, that. that's and Neil, would you agree that there's a turning point? Like, yes, I think there's several, but, but yeah, I, I, I'm 99% sure I know the one you're talking about. That didn't spoil there's... anything for you, Zach, did it? No. At okay. some point, something weird's gonna happen. Like, like I mean, that's oh, it's, it's, it's <laughs> chill, Neil. Um, chill. <laughs> but, uh, but there's one thing that like kind of struck me when when playing Breath of the Wild and no thinking spoilers, about. By the way, reminder: no spoilers. Not yes. not to you, uh, but I'm saying to the audience, so you don't like yeah. jump out. Uh, thinking th- or playing Breath of the Wild and thinking about other open world games, uh, just there's way more variety in that genre, if you can even call it that, uh, than I kind of ever really noticed. Like even this and Horizon Zero Dawn seem like very similar, similar games and kind of like what they are, but they're also so different. Like the, there's way more nuance and differences in each open world game than I think um, people kind of give them credit. We all just kind of lump them in into one genre, and I think that might be a little reductive. Except for all the Ubisoft games, they're all the same. <laughs> Which is funny because Horizon clearly takes the most inspiration from Far Cry over any other game. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yep, that's all I have to say about Zelda. It's a very important game. You should you should play it. If you have a Switch, you yeah. should probably play it. If you um, have a Wii U and not a Switch, maybe still play it? I've heard, still play it. I've heard questionable things about the Wii U version, uh, that it doesn't run as well, but... And the Switch version still does not run perfectly. No, no, it doesn't. It's not like it's it's not horribly. It just, I mean, considering I I dropped like sixty hours into this game, if I've had like maybe five instances like where there was technical issues that affected the game, 
that's that's a win. There's a bit of a chug at some points. Interesting. Um, but that's all I have to say about that. I have not played any other Switch games because I, I've been so busy today. So let's go around and talk a little bit. We'll just do one person at a time instead of one game at a time. Donald, what games have you played and what do you think of them? Uh, so the main things I played were the Puyo Puyo Tetris demo. That yeah. is some seriously hard stuff until you get used to how the combos work, especially in Puyo Puyo. But when once I finally figured out how to get that, how to get into where I'm just playing Tetris, I think I was I was better off at that point. Hmm. It's going to be. Uh, it, I really can't wait for May or for April, I should say, when that comes out. But it'll be nice to just have menus that I can actually read because unfortunately they didn't put English language support into the demo. Yeah, <laughs> unfortunately, they didn't put English support or English language support into the Japanese demo. That's all. Hard... That we're already getting spoiled now by this rigid free future. Yeah. That is a hard demo, Donald. I got my ass yeah. kicked by the CPU. Yeah, even even playing one that I thought was the lowest difficulty level, even just going by what Neil put up on his video for that yesterday. No, oh, dude, I yeah. had no idea what I was picking. Yeah, <laughs> I just like I, I just, just, I just basically the... hit record and was like, I don't know, let's figure it out. I I just get I just went to the left because you know easy normal hard and yeah I got served quite badly. Uh, also played and playing through for review. I am Satsuna, which is mm-hmm. the most expensive eShop game before you get into stuff that's actually available at retail. And I. I sort of I like where the battle system is going, but I'm really worried that I've been basically walking around a snowstorm with piano music for three hours, and it's I don't think it's going to let up on that. I did. That's that's one of the knocks I remember hearing about it when it hit PS4 was that the settings just like there's a setting. That's it. Yeah, there's yeah. There's not not a lot of variety so far. I mean, I'm getting into the intricacies of of the battle system is very Chrono Trigger, which that's right up my alley. But it's everything around it is just drab. Yeah, bummer. I'm hoping something happens that the snow melts, but I don't think I'm going to be that lucky. Zach, I know you haven't played a lot of stuff either, but you've played at least one game that is going to be on the Switch, even if you didn't play the Switch version. Or oh, is on the Switch now. The Switch version right now. Oh. But yes, I, I played it on Steam. Uh, what did you play? <laughs> I played Shovel Knight uh, Spectre of Torment, which is the second expansion for Shovel Knight. It is excellent. excellent. Uh, if you like... It's it's more towards the Shovel Knight platforming than uh, Plague of Shadows, which is, thank God, uh, I like Plague of Shadows, but that's that's a real tough game because of how he moves. Um, but this is great. It's a prequel to Shovel Knight. It, it's about how the uh, how Specter Knight um, is commanded by the sorceress to uh, recruit the Order of No Quarter, and. Uh, it's got some cool story moments in it, uh, much like Shovel Knight. Um, you know, Plague, Plague of Shadows did not really have any character moments for um, for Plague Knight, but and that was a weakness of it. But uh, this is really great, and it, it mixes up a lot of stuff. His movement is really cool and much easier to pull off than 
uh, Plague Knight. So definitely get it. I don't know why they're selling this. Why would you buy it separately? Just buy the whole thing. Yeah, that's what I was confused by that. Like getting it separately, like that means you can't get the other things. You have to buy them all piecemeal as well. Like, because those other ones aren't for sale. It's just yeah. treasure trove or plague of shit. So who knows? Well, the fact that yeah. they have a one month lead time on the Switch version, console exclusive for all of a month and a half. Uh, maybe Yacht Club Games hopes that that's gonna get some core Shovel Knight fans to to pay the extra ten bucks. But at that point, if I was if I considered myself a core Shovel Knight fan, I'd just pay the twenty five dollars. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but do you want to do you want to buy it on a second or third or in my case fourth platform? I'm gonna just want King Knight, like, and you can't get that through uh-huh. the uh, campaign. That's yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I got the I got the treasure trove. Um, yeah. I'm gonna play through Specter of Torment, uh, especially because you have the review um, yeah. and that's written. So I'm focusing on uh, on playing other games to wrap up those for review as well. Nice. Neil, you've played a whole lot of games. I have played a bunch of Switch games. Be concise, as as I know you were Um, able to do. uh, (laughs) I will will hit on a few um, very briefly. Um, uh, Super Bomberman R and Fast RMX are the two multiplayer games right now on the Switch. I've I haven't really. I played a a circuit in Fast RMX, but I've I've played a bunch of multiplayer, and I look forward to playing that more in online multiplayer. And I hope that the community kind of sticks around because that was one of the bummer things about Fast Racing Neo on Wii U is that that was a great game, but there was no online community for that game. And hopefully, uh, is is RMX really just? Is it like the Switch version of? of fast racing neo or is it a new game is it a sequel uh, i believe uh there's a lot of the it's i mean fast rmx like the rmx like stands for remix uh so there's okay. all of the content except for i think they kicked out that there is no time trial mode but never played that anyway so yeah. uh, uh it has all of the content from the from fast racing neo on wii u and also adds some new stuff um and nice. i think they kind of like tweak the difficulty because like that game got damn hard oh yeah um, so it feels like a new game and it looks, it nice. looks beautiful. Um, the game looked beautiful on Wii U too. So that's, it's no surprise. Um, Super Bomberman R, uh, as I kind of joked earlier, like the single player, eh. uh, the yeah. online multiplayer, I wasn't able to find a game of that last night. Uh, I, I will keep on searching for a good online multiplayer game of Super Bomberman R, and I look forward to playing it at PAX East. I think that'll be a fun game to play at PAX East. Yeah. Does that, um, does that have download, like a download play like okay. multiplayer? Does anybody, has any developer actually said that there's download play on the Switch? Nope. Because that seems like a thing that people just straight made up. Yeah, it'd be it, cool. It is. Yeah, yeah. Like, because I've just seen. I, I, I feel like I see like developers being asked, like, "Does this have download play for every multiplayer game?" And like, the developer looks confused and is like, "No." And then people get really mad. Like, it's not I just the 3ds. Yeah, like, like it's it's not the 3ds. Like, I don't know what else to say. Um, you could do the thing where like uh, you could do local multiplayer where like like I know with uh like. If if at PAX East next week, if we all had fast RMX, wink wink, uh, we could play some local multiplayer with everybody just on their own Switch. Mm. That'd be cool. Um, I don't know. I haven't like a I land can, party. 
you can do split screen. I don't know if you can do split screen in tabletop mode or if you would want to. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm ready for fast RMX. I just don't know if I'm ready to drop whatever it is Canadian 20, on, Bomb, yeah, on Bomberman that next week. Like, oh, if, yeah. if PAX East was in May, we wouldn't be having this conversation. Yeah. But, but I mean, the thing with Bomberman is we could do uh, four player multiplayer on tabletop mode. Oh, good. I believe. I believe uh, Isaac comes out on the 10th. Um, I'll believe that when that thing's out on store shelves. Oh, store shelves, yeah. Because uh, right. I've seen the 17th, I've seen the 10th, I've seen the 24th for Isaac. Oh, there's a okay. there's a lot of bouncing release dates with this with this. Yeah, tomorrow, like tomorrow, Corporation, uh, Little Inferno, World of Goo, and uh, Human Resource Human Machine were all slated for launch, but um, they're coming soon. Um, I reached out to Tomorrow Corporation today, and they just basically said like they're not they're not out today, but they'll be out very soon. Did you see um, that uh, tweet from Way Forward? They're making something on the Switch. That's cool. I did not, but that's that's cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last thing I want to touch on um, as far as Switch games is Snipperclips. Snipperclips oh, is so delightful. And in a way, I feel like Snipperclips is a very good counterpart to Breath of the Wild. I mean, they're really similar in a lot of ways. <laughs> Just kidding. No, but I mean, it's a good counterpart in that in Breath of the Wild, part of what, what made that game really special was you can kind of go anywhere, do anything, uh, a lot of different ways to solve puzzles and figure out and fight combat and stuff like that. It's a lot of like you kind of make your own fun to a degree. And Snipperclips is similar in that you go into these puzzle rooms where you know, <coughs> there are so many, there are near infinite ways that you can try to solve this. Um, and you know, playing. I've played. I played through the demo uh, once by myself, and then once with a friend, uh, and then I played through like I guess like the first world of the main game with my wife tonight, and just I. So I played some levels three times: one by myself, one with another person, and then and one with a third person. Uh, the solutions, like when I when I played it myself, I had my own solution. When I played it the other times, I kind of let the other person guide what was going on, mm-hmm. and every solution that we had was different. Oh, that's really cool. Um, and I, I think that Snipperclips is something that uh, could could turn out to be real, real special. Um, and and I think I think it might be the standout eShop game um, available at launch on the the Switch, or at least the one that's like the most unique. I mean, that's that's definitely true. I feel like yeah, my I, wife might actually play this. Yeah, I I sat um, when when I was on my lunch break earlier my roommate had a friend over and I had them try the demo and they, they got into it real quick and it, and they wanted more of it. It's just, I can't afford yeah. it. Right? I, can't afford it's it. So, I didn't realize there was a demo. It's so dopey. I really like it. Yeah. There, there is a demo. It's only a few levels long, but it might be worth looking into before you drop the 20 bucks on it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That, that, that covers our switch conversation for this episode, obviously next week and the week after that, and probably most weeks for the next uh, are we, a couple of years. We're going to be live next week. Aren't we? Yeah. Like, oh yeah. We're going to be gonna have a show next week. We're going to, we're going to do something that will go on the iTunes feed and probably the YouTube feed. I don't know what that's going to be, but we won't do nothing. All right. Um, 
do we talk about here? I just want to say there's so many games that came out like for the indie, not Nintendo direct last week. It's too many to talk about them right now because Neil's got some streaming to do. We got some other stuff to do, but uh, very quickly, a couple I want to touch on that look really cool. If any of you guys have any more, you can do the same. Mr. Shifty looks like a sick hotline Miami type game. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, and we're going to see if like, I'll, I'll look at this list. Um, ones that I can confirm that, the four of us will all get to see next week. Um, Sue in the quest for meaning. Um, I don't know if Mr. Shifty is going to be there. Uh, we'll be seeing, um, going down the list. Um, Runner 3 looks two. crazy. Oh my god, yeah. Runner 3. I think Neurovoider is a game that we'll be seeing next week. Pankapoo, um, which is a weird name for a game. Uh, Blaster Master Zero is out next week. That's crazy. That's exciting. Uh, Tumble Seed we'll we'll be checking out next week. Wargroove looked awesome. Wargroove looks. It doesn't look like Advanced Wars. It looks yeah, it like it's actually Advanced Wars. Oh yeah. <laughs> but it's like it's like a weird like medieval Advanced Wars. Like I I like the I like the vibe of that game a whole lot. Mm. Thumper. It's Thumper is coming to the Switch, which yeah. is cool. HD Rumble really equipped thumper. <laughs> Overcooked. Um, that seems perfect for the multiplayer focus of the Switch. And we, we got oh, adult. We got the Adult Swim game stuff on there. Oh, yeah, yeah. Toe Jam Earl. I'm so excited for Toe Jam and Earl. I'm sure we'll be Toe playing that Earl. tomorrow or next week. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Disclaimer: friend of, the, friend of the show, CJ works for Adult Swim Games. <laughs> Both Monster Boy and Wonder Boy, which are two different games. Both Monster Boy. Anyways, there, there's a whole lot of games. Ukulele, The Escapist 2. Deep Black World Big 2. <laughs> we are, World I, think, Big I two. believe we are... Are, are we confirmed <laughs> to see that next week as well? Yeah, yeah. That's, I said that. The, <laughs> the sequel to... Whoa, also, Dave. the Zoink Games uh, game. I forget the name of it. Um, uh, we'll Flipping Death. Yes, and I think we'll have to... there are there's a lot of direct feed video on this very YouTube channel and from the Nindies we'll event to... that Nintendo had last week. We also have a lot of previews uh, coming in from Aaron and Carmine, who who got to check out a bunch of these games last week. Yep, that that's all for this show. Thank you very much for listening. If you are at PAX East next week, Penny Arcade Expo East, you can see our panel. All four of us will be there live and in person. The Wii Eulogy, which is going to be a goofy-ass panel, 7 p.m. on Friday until 8 p.m. We, we got some stuff planned. That's, that's all I can say about it right now. But if you want to see your Nintendo News Report live that is not branded as Nintendo News Report at all, check it out at Wii Eulogy, PAX East, next Friday. We also got Nintendo Air. Uh, so Some folks, including Neil and Zach, are going to be doing that on Saturday night at yeah. 9 o'clock. For an hour and a half, we're gonna have to shoot. We're either gonna have to shoot Zach up with caffeine, or I'm gonna have to take over hosting. Yeah, I'm immune yeah, to the effects. There might be some tag team going on. Years of drinking Mountain Dew. Right, it is sad for for anybody that uh that goes back deep with us. Um, Scott Thompson was going to be coming to Pax East, but uh, I to inform uh, the world at large that that Scott Thompson will not be making his long-awaited return to the Nintendo Wear stage. Um, Scott Thompson was was the was the first Donald Terrio before Donald Terrio was ha! Donald Terrio. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm just confused. Who am Proto I? Proto Donald. <laughs> 
But PAX East, look forward to that. There will be more. We'll, we'll probably do some kind of site thing telling people exactly what, what we're up to. and some. Oh, we'll figure it out. Anyways, on Twitter, at Enron10, at ZMiller1902, at Donald Mick, at Kulafi A. Also, review us on iTunes. Because we're on iTunes. We already got one review. We're trying to get enough reviews in order to actually have a rating, whether it's four stars or negative two. It's it's good to just get on the map somehow. It's good and, to get on the map somehow. And patreon.com slash NWR. Yeah! Support. NWR. Support fine content like this disaster right here. Yeah. Good night. Yeah. Good night. Good night. Good night. Uh, good night. Uh,